Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hello everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're talking about compassion, the idea of compassion. And uh, the goddess on the front of the card has her hand on her heart, but she's also got her hand on her other hand on her dear animal. And it's a picture of compassion, of holding on to us and holding on to our loved one and staying in this really sweet place of compassion. And the card reads, compassion is the necessary foundation for all healing. When we can have compassion for the parts of ourselves that we dislike the most, we can let go of the debilitating shame and self-hatred we have carried for so long and use our compassion to bring love, understanding, and then, if necessary, change. And for me... To get that compassion piece in my own recovery from an eating disorder, but my own recovery from everything that I recovered from, my childhood or, you know, the messages that I got or my own things I took to heart, like I should look a certain way or be a certain way. To have compassion that I even had to bear that, those ideas or those messages was a whole other thing for me. I had no idea. And I also thought if I have compassion for myself and I like myself too much, I'll be selfish and self-centered and I'll become a sociopath. (laughs) And of course, none of that happened. It was about loving myself unconditionally, opened the door for me to love unconditionally everywhere in my life. And for me to have compassion for myself, open the door for me to have compassion for all things. You know, I didn't really realize that would happen or I would have done a lot sooner maybe. But anyway, I'm so grateful today to have Regina Powers, who wrote such a beautiful book, What Color Is Your Medicine? Enter the depths of your heart with the five elements of Chinese medicine. But it's so much more than that, your book and your work. And I looked on your website and stuff like that. And I just love this whole concept of the earth is our body. Our body is the earth. You know, both things are true. So I'm going to turn this over to the guest, Regina, and have her talk about compassion and how she works with that and how she's worked in her own life in whatever recovery that she goes through or others go through around her. Thank you so much, Laura Lee. This is really such an honor and a gift, just your words and what you've shared thus far. It just touches my heart because I think in some aspects of where we end up or how we end up in what we do, many times it's our journey about coming home. And when we find our way home in a way that's whole, then we find more balance through life. And I 
came into a family that had lots of disruptions and not a solid foundation. And so compassion, all your cards are so beautiful, but this one I think touches the foundation of what it is to heal on a place of wholeness. And I think many, you know, I can speak from my own experience, that receptive ability of what it is to receive compassion. It comes with all kinds of knots and disruptions and distortions. And I realized, you know, that's what my parents knew. So I came into a home with a foundation that wasn't really solid and full of compassion in a way that fed me. Well, I think about to those times when I came into the world, we had just gotten through a war and the nation I'm talking about, America, and then the terrible loss of money that people had. And for that, it was such a time of upheaval and death and destruction. It just felt when I was little that we had just escaped some kind of terrible thing that could have happened to all of us. And there wasn't any compassion because we had to strive to be better. And you had to get on that train and stay on that train and keep going. Like, I don't know that I want to be an accountant. (laughs) You know, that was just not, there was no room for that. I'm just saying accountant. I wasn't really expected to be one, but there was a certain like little narrow box I was supposed to fit in. And when I didn't fit into that box, it was not good. (laughs) It wasn't good. There was no compassion for, I don't want to do it. And I feel horrible that I don't want to do it. And I feel horrible that you're even asking me to do it. That concept was not in my life for a very long time. Yeah, that interesting when we think of being boxed into anything, it doesn't give us a lot of room to breathe. And it really doesn't allow us to stretch our muscles and to really just be who we are. And I think that the element, I appreciate you bringing in just the book to offer peace with compassion too, because the element of earth, right? The element of the larger mother, the one that is that well of compassion. She nurtures us. She feeds us. When we're in right relationship with ourselves, with nature, with all beings, especially ourself, it's really the element of self-care. It's that piece of our puzzle that what it is to care for ourselves, what is it to mean to nurture oneself? And a lot of times we start out just as children learning what we saw and how we saw what was in front of us. And my parents did the best they could and God bless them. They brought me into the world. They gave me the biggest gift I could ever have is a life. Isn't that beautiful? I know, isn't that true? When we take it down to that level, then yeah, it was pretty great. How do you hold this idea of the whole climate change and how big of a problem that is and to have compassion for ourselves and our earth and all other people and beings on the earth going through this? And then we add a pandemic. You know, know. These are two big things that are happening right now along with all the other big things. (laughs) And one of the things I always come back to is my own foundation first and foremost. If I am in right relationship with thyself and the earth, with how I walk, if I am connected and I feel that I have a solid connection to myself and my body, then for being with another, 
or being around others when they are not in right relationship with themselves or they're not connected to the earth or the larger mother, you can feel that. And and that resonance that it's more of what will feed and nurture me? How can I satiate myself fully? And when I feel that in myself, my compassion, myself fills me, and then it just overflows to who I'm around. And the work that I've realized is the more and more I come in contact with parts of myself that haven't been in parts of myself that I don't even, where was I not nourished? What does that mean? And I can see it in the way I walk through life. Do I judge another? Do I have that lack of compassion for someone that looks different, someone that acts different? And the part of me is that I'm different. I have come into a place in myself that it's more of accepting all parts of me. So even that what we're in the middle of right now, I ended up with COVID with my mom when I was back East. And one of the things I took from it to be so truthful was the place of surrendering into that larger piece of being able to clear whatever my foundation was with my mother that wasn't of health, wasn't of love and wasn't of compassion. That really, I just stayed with it. And anywhere I found her voice or her words to be not loving and not of compassion, I gave it to myself first and foremost and just put my hand on her knee, her back, wherever she needed it. And I healed so quickly. And I think part of it was that I just needed to hold that space for her and understand that's the gift she gave me. You know, her heart and her love that she has is enormous. But I think that through life, coming in from another country, finding your way, you don't know your foundation is unstable. When you leave a country and you try to make yourself a new here, you fit into a box just to fit in. And, you know, it was me to break free from those roots to realize that I needed a foundation that was solid and clear. And that's what nourishes me. Well, I love what you just said. And I think about the trials and tribulations that my parents had, and especially my mother who raised my brother and my sister and I as a single parent in the 50s. And she had messages you would not believe about that. And she just kept on chugging and she made a lot of mistakes, but she just did the best she could every day with uh, what she had to work with. And I think about then years later, I became a mom at a very young age. And then I was a single mom after that. And I just kept trying to put one foot in front of the other too. And I was a little bit better parent than my mom was probably because I had more help than she did. And then my son and daughter-in-law, they have two wonderful kids, my grandkids, and they're way better parents than I ever was because they have help. They have the stuff that I put in for them, for my son, he kept and added too. So it was sort of like the basket keeps getting more stuff put into it instead of stuff taken out, you know? (laughs) And the beauty is, is we learn from where their mishaps were. That's right. Yeah. And then that 
Oh, wow. Okay. And I think in today's society, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, and even though there is such, I want to say a separation from the earth, from our bodies in some way, because the anxiety, the sadness, the emotional unrest that you can feel is palpable, that it keeps bringing us back to ourselves. Where can I keep feeding? So then I'm feeding another by just being me being that truth of who you really are, I think feeds and helps so many people, at least in my work, that's what I've noticed. Well, I think that's the piece that has kept me from falling apart completely is chop wood, carry water, do your work, you know, start the podcast, do the podcast, get that out into the world, do your work. Now you have to do it online. Oh, well, I'll figure it out. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all at first. When when we first started doing the podcasts, we did them in person. And I would have never been able to fly all over the world and get some of the people I've had on the podcast. So there was a silver lining that came with COVID because I had to learn how to do stuff online which I resisted very much, but then I did it. (laughs) But the point is, is that opening to the journey, like your soul journey, opening to that, you don't know where it's going to go. It's just going to go. And my job is to just latch on, go with it and learn the lessons, all of them. And, you know, the earth, if we keep coming back to her, she's the one, I guess she's been my biggest teacher. And she's also on the stomach in the spleen meridian. So interestingly enough, how we digest our food, how we digest our emotions, how we digest other people, it goes on and on. And that relationship piece, she is the relationship piece. So it's the relationship we have with our family, the relationship we have with other people, our community. And it's really that coming back into right relationship with self, our digestion's better, our system works better. And our spleen is the largest lymph gland. And how does that work? It's when we our muscles contract and they can move our infections through us. And as we look to the larger virus, this big infection that's really clearing us, it's how we take care of our immune system. That's how exactly we right. And nurture. Yeah. Are we taking in foods that truly nurture us? Are we mindful that we're slowing down enough to allow ourselves to digest what's around us, even though it's uncomfortable? Exactly. And that I think of this also is that in the last two years, I've lost a lot of really good friends and not from COVID, but from life. If you live long enough and you have enough friends, people are going to die or you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to mourn them or they're going to mourn you. That's the way that it is. And that as is birth, that is death as well. And for some reason, especially us here in this country, we think we can control everything. But this is something much bigger than us. And definitely we can keep ourselves as safe and as healthy as we can. But in the end, we might die of COVID or we might get hit by a bus. (laughs) It might be our day to die. And that's that, you know, that's the way that is. Storygram Network. 
Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm... When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. And that's such a beautiful, I mean, that's life, right? Yeah. Living, dying. That's nature's way. So she birthed anew. We get new fruit trees that come after a fire that torches our whole area. I was one of the people that lost everything in the fires when I lived in Glen Ellen. And it was another clearing for me in a way that I didn't realize. But that's how the book came through. I took time away and I never thought I would be writing anything that was not in my wheelhouse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it came through really, that was me taking time away. And I rented a little place in Bodega Bay and I took time away from work. I only worked one shift a week and just the element, the medicine, how I've been using them just came through. And each of the cases of people that I've taken care of that really lined up right with the element. That's how I share the medicine really in the book is through the people that I've treated and cared for through my career. I did not know that very first part of your story that you're just telling me. I live in Sonoma, in the town of Sonoma, so right down the street from Glen Ellen. And yeah, yeah, watching that happen, that very first big fire and feeling like I have a cup of water, that's what I can do, (laughs) you know, but it's not going to be enough, you know. So do I leave? Do I stay? Do I pack? Where's the kitty? I didn't lose my house. Thank goodness. But people around me did. And it was really a hard time for us here in our little enclave of everything is beautiful, little paradise place. It taught me a lot. It was another burning off, if you will, (laughs) literally and figuratively. And, you know, it's interesting that we started with compassion because one of the biggest lessons I got from this was I was gifted clothes and just someone gifted me a bicycle and a massage and like just different things. And I had the most interesting reaction to people gifting me. Mm. I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to receive. Wow. You're so right. I was crying. I was in line in Sebastopol, to go to a bathroom in one of the markets and it was male, female bathrooms. And there was a gentleman in front of me and there was a gentleman behind me. And the person in front of me turned around and looked and said, I wonder if you could tell me where such and such is. And I said, oh, I'm not really from around here. I lived in Glen Ellen and I lost everything. So I'm here for this time. And he looked at me and he said, you're kidding. He goes, I'm from Ohio. I'm here helping my buddy who lost everything. He takes his wallet out and he gives me a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. I'm in line. I'm I'm holding the hundred dollars and I'm crying. And I said, I can't take your money. And he said, you just told me you lost everything. And I said, I know, but give it to your friend. I'm standing there and I'm holding the money and I'm crying. And I'm thinking, 
this is not like, why can't I accept this? I know. He goes into the bathroom and to the left. I go to the right. I'm holding the money. I come out expecting to give him that money back. And he's gone. And I realize that depth of receiving is part of the whole, can I give myself that? Can I allow and accept those gifts from the universe? Right. Really from a complete stranger. And In the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And the, the more I had to sit with it, the more people gifted me. And then oh. the reality is the giving and receiving is really the equal and opposite. If we block one, we block the other. You're right. And that is the gift of the mother. If we can receive her gifts of nurturance, yes. yeah. the beautiful fruit trees, the flowers, the yeah, then we gift others just by acknowledging that piece of ourselves. And that really was the biggest gift I got. And I got it by writing. I just kept writing. The more tears that came through and then I thought, how can I not do this? And then I realized I really had trouble nurturing myself. That's really what the bottom line was. Yeah. Or having compassion for myself or having, I don't know, it's, I was raised with that would be selfish to do that. And that it's somebody else and they go first and there's a crumb on the ground. I should still give that to someone else. Yes. Which is very altruistic about ourselves. But if we don't even have a crumb of food, how are you going to get through there? You have to have both. And that was the realization was the teachings of the element is how well you can receive is how well you can give. And so I could give healings, I could assist people all day long. But if I wasn't able to take in for myself, my tank wasn't full. And eventually you end up stopping, right? Yeah. And I realized then because I ended up dealing with different physical issues. And so I realized that I had been depleted. And it wasn't until this whole medicine of the book and all this stuff came through to me that all the teachings, what the elements do is how to bring balance to us. So beautiful. And how to give. Each one of them offers that. And so the larger piece of it was to bring myself back into my heart whole. And when I fed myself from a place that I would feed another, I realized that I did less. And the more full I was, the more full they became with less and less I did. And so that's really (laughs) how I've learned. I've realized, try easier, Regina, and things in life seem to manifest. And that's really... (laughs) Try easier. Try easier. You know, that's a great name of a book right there try easier because we always hear try harder and and that was that's all I heard and yeah and I realized that when I was writing the book and stuff I would come up with these like one phrases and I had some person actually go ahead and get a tattoo that wrote try easier (laughs) oh (laughs) I love it That was the part of his puzzle that it was that he tried so hard, but it was the overextending, overdoing. And that's the imbalance of the earth is when we overdo, we don't have that balance and equilibrium within our own body. And we think that we can control everything by trying harder, but it is exactly the opposite. I think it's uh, Bruce Springsteen that says 
I'm going to paraphrase it, something about, you know, if you don't open your hand and let it go, it'll be ripped out of your hand. <laughs> so, that, so beautiful. It's like if we really even go even further and think about the energetics of everything, because I trained in energy medicine as well, as right. Western medicine, that the give and the receive is a very much a flow. And so we receive in the left, in the left side of our body. And we let go in the right. And so if we squeeze anything or contain it or control it or anything that squeezes, you squeeze the life force out of it. Right. So it's like it won't come forward. You won't receive. And so I realized like it was more of me opening myself up to allow that receptive ability. Like, wow, I can accept a gift from somebody without having to doing anything. Just thank you. Thank you so much for acknowledging me or for appreciating me or just for whatever reason. That was my understanding of the flow of energy as well. And that's the whole lesson of paying it forward. He paid something forward and then you will as well at some point when you're in a position to. I mean, we will all do that. I 100% agree. And that's how, you know, I took Reiki classes and that's how that is, you know, to be open. If you're closed, nothing is going to go through you to the person that you're with. But if you open, it will all exchange all over the place. In one of the cases in the book, in the earth element, to even go deeper into the piece of compassion, as I shared, the left is how we receive. It's also in the earth, it's muscles and soft tissue is the places that are fortified in the earth element. And so the soft tissue, meaning breast tissue, And the highest rate of breast cancer is in the left breast. Wow. In the place we receive. And yeah, there's no accidents when we start to realize how our body, you know, the wisdom that it has to manifest. And this isn't to say that everybody doesn't receive that gets breast cancer in the left breast, but it more brings us to where our imbalance may be. Maybe it is difficult and maybe we do overextend and maybe we have trouble taking in. It really, it just brings us more and more back into our own puzzle of where we might be out of balance or not walking solid upon the earth. In ourselves and on the earth. And that the old adage that the left is the female side and the right is the male side. So of course, yeah. Of course. And we have to feed the female side. We have to have compassion. We have to have joy and love for the female, which in the culture that we live in has been smushed down for many thousands of years. And that really, when I equate it all, I just keep coming back to how I can really nurture. It brings that balance of the masculine and feminine in me. And I started in emergency medicine, first as a nurse and then a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And you talk about a very male dominated field exactly years ago, you know, you produced and it was male run, usually emergency medicine staff and to bring that heart of compassion with sitting with the soul and holding their hand was 
No, you needed to produce. It was always that. And I knew that in that box, that frame, it wasn't me. And that's really what I learned of how I pushed and pushed through things until I realized that doesn't solve my puzzle. My well of compassion that I hold for people, I have to honor that in me. Yeah. You're reminding me of a woman who was in uh, one of my groups many years ago who worked at a nursing home. She was a nurse and she worked at a nursing home and going through her recovery, she had come up with compassion for herself. She had acceptance, love, giving herself the benefit of the doubt, being much what she felt was maybe a more feminine way to be in her life and then own her body and own herself and be okay with that. And she came to group one time. She says, we had a patient die today. And usually they just, they're just gone. They just take them out after the family is told. But she said, we all know that woman. We all knew her. We took care of her. We fed her. We changed her. We did everything with her. And so I asked the people that were there that day if we could come in and just stay there, say a little prayer, farewell, thank you for being here, have a good journey. And she started that. And from forevermore, at that little nursing home, that's what they did. And just one person made that difference. And she made the difference because that's what she started doing with her own self, being grateful and acknowledging what is there and compassionate. So you're reminding me of these people are such bright spots out there and they learn from their own experience and then let that be how others are treated as well. You know, and one woman in the group said she was already dead, but I bet she felt that anyway. And I said, whether she did or not, we all do. Now we all live that. You know, yeah. we all got and it. Star, just as you said, is really that connection that we have with our spirit. And when that is ignited, people feel it. They know they're smiling for reasons they can't describe. Or exactly. Yeah, their bodies shine. Their eyes sparkle. It's just that light that is in us that ignites our heart and that opens all of us. That's really when we're connected. Yeah, it's so beautiful to talk to you about this. So you have a a little box that you can stand on here and and say what you're doing and how people can get a hold of you and any kind of workshop or group you're coming up with or whatever. Would you like to take a moment to do that? Sure, yeah. I created a nonprofit called Soul Journeys and it's S-O-L. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S. And you can get hold of me with souljourneys.com and check out my website. And I do have a retreat coming up in April and that will be in Northern California for three days. And I work with the elements as we spoke and I bring people on a journey on the land outside. And you walk through really the places in you that have difficulty coming back into relationship with. And so I work with breath work. I do somatic release work. And I trained both in energy medicine and Western medicine. 
So I have been working and doing journeys on the land since 2000. And I started it called Children Healing with Nature. And then oh. it evolved into soul <laughs> So yeah. great. So great. Yeah. And they can get in touch with me through the website. If they're interested. I wonder if you will read the bottom of the card uh, today. I will. Today, I will practice meeting each part of myself with compassion. When I feel critical of myself or others, I will consciously choose again to see the situation through the eyes of loving compassion. Oh, you know, I just I know that I've written these cards, but a lot of times I read this and I go, who wrote that? Carol and I have been business partners since 1988 when we first started Beyond Hunger and a lot of stuff I'll say I think you wrote that Carol and she'll go no you wrote that because these are just universal truths that we just they just came through us yeah (laughs) you know we're just the ones who put them down on this card and got a wonderful artist to draw them or a few many different artists drew them so I they just say so much, though, in the picture as well as the words, like truly. Yeah. Well, I so much appreciate you being here today, taking the time out and getting on the show. And I just really am very grateful to you and for being in the world doing this work. Oh, Laura Lee, really, it was my honor and my pleasure to be with you. Thank Good. You. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for listening and be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.